Hello, my name is Hio North, your host, and welcome to the podcast Healing with Grace. If you're here wanting to know how to build upon the foundations of Jesus Christ for healing your trauma, then you are in the right place. So welcome. Now let's get to work. Hello and welcome back to the podcast Leading with Grace. My name is Hio, your host. Okay, transparency time here. (laughs) This is actually my second time to record this episode. And when I first did it, I only wanted to focus on sharing with you a somatic practice, or in other words, a way of, of, um, of how I guide my clients into having an embodied experience and to go into themselves and to explore and to notice the different feelings, sensations, and emotions that they are bringing to the client session. And I know, I know that all sounds so, it probably sounds really confusing. And I've realized that after I recorded it and I had to kind of think about it, that I that I think that before I can offer that practice to you so you can try it out for yourself, I needed to to set some groundwork with you and to introduce you to some concepts and principles when working on an embodied level, on a somatic level. Now, first of all, somatic comes from the Latin word soma, and soma means body. And so it is a bodied center practice of looking inward and to and finding the wisdom that is there. And in in Buddhism, they call it like the inner wisdom or the inner knowing. And when I first heard that, it just resonated with me so deeply because each one of us, we each have our own unique spirits within us. And that unique spirit has its own unique experiences and thoughts and feelings and propensities. And that it is also divine and worthy and 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 filled with love. And so how can we connect to this part of who we are? Because we've got our mind, we've got our body, but then we have our spirit. And how can we access this point? And so I I love it when when the Buddhists call it the inner knowing and the inner wisdom. And I just want you to try it out and see if it resonates with you. Is there something about believing that you have this inner wisdom within you that knows what next steps are in different parts of your life and the decisions that you are needing to make? And that... It is just as unique as you are on the outer physical, um, outer physical soma. And so I just want you to just consider the possibility that within yourself, there is this inner wisdom and inner knowing of truth and goodness and love. And so 
in this class that I had Saturday, one of it had to do with the somatic dialogue and introducing language. And a lot of it actually was not a surprise to me because I had already been utilizing it with my clients. But what I really loved about how this therapist presented the material was, was that there is a purpose, a real purpose in utilizing language to get into the heart of truth. And what was so interesting and fascinating was that he was describing the verbal language, the language I'm using right now, as you are hearing it, is actually our second language. It's actually not our first language at all, but that our first language had to do with sensations. It had to do with movement. It had to do with 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 emotions. And I want you to kind of think of, of babies in utero, whether you can imagine when you were in utero or you can imagine your children when they were in utero. They didn't have like verbal language when they were in there. But they're very much aware of your movement, your motions. And most likely, they're very much aware of your sensations, your emotions, your feelings. And so that's what, what is meant by the verbal language not being the second language, but rather movement and sensation is the first language. And the purpose of a somatic dialogue is to really harness and to access that first language that is deep within us. And that first language of movement and motion can help us to then tap into and connect to the inner wisdom, the inner knowing. Another word for this is your felt sense. And so this will come out a little bit more clearly as, as I share with you some more things about somatic dialogue and somatic language. All right. So I want you to think about when you are watching television. And I don't know if you have cable or how that all works out. But if you do have cable, it's pretty amazing how many channels there are that you can choose from. You know, some of my favorite was Bravo, um, HGTV, Food Network. Um, what else was there? There's probably the, the National Geographic uh, Disney, so many others that that you can access. And I, I haven't seen TV in so long that I, I don't even know what's out there anymore. <laughs> but just like there's channels on cable to access different genres and different shows, there's also channels of perceiving to your inner knowing or your felt sense. And so what does that mean? For instance, there's different ways to be still and to go inward to your body to see what is there. And that your inner knowing can utilize these different forms of channels to express to you what is within yourself. So for instance, one of the things that I like to ask my client is, what are you feeling right now? What are the sensations that you are experiencing in the body? 
Now, for me, when I am feeling anxious or when I'm feeling uncertain, well, let's go with uncertain because actually those two are kind of two different feelings for me. But when I am feeling very uncertain and I'm sitting and just observing that feeling, I get this very interesting sensation. And it goes, it's like in my diaphragm area. And it is the sensation of, of, um, things fluttering in there, you know, it's just like, it, it's chaotic. There's no rhythm to it. It's not soft. It's not, it's not free flowing. It's just kind of like this crazy chaos of fluttering in there. And when I'm sitting with that chaotic fluttering, the image that comes up, which is actually another channel is butterflies. And that's how I I describe that feeling of uncertainty is it's like there's these butterflies in my diaphragm and they're all fluttering and they're kind of like crashing into each other. And it just, it feels harsh. It feels chaotic. It doesn't feel safe. And so me explaining that sensation, which is a channel, then leads me to an image, an image of butterflies and maybe even streams of images. So in other words, I see not just one butterfly, but multiple butterflies all there. And when I sit with this imagery of this chaotic fluttering, I can tell that my hands want to imitate that fluttering. So there is this movement, which is another channel of perceiving into what is there, into my felt sense. And a felt sense, I've explained it in just different ways. And this is maybe another way to think about what a felt sense is. It's just like you have your five senses. You know, you're tasting, you're seeing, you're smelling, you're hearing, you're touching. And that's on the outside of you. But I want you to think of your senses or your interoception within you. And that it also has these different ways, different channels of feeling and processing what is going in your body when you are feeling emotions and sensations. And so this feeling of not being safe and chaos and crazy fluttering Okay, is a sensation. And then I see an image of butterflies everywhere in my core and in my diaphragm. And then my hands, my hands actually want to move. Like they also kind of want to do like a crazy fluttering. And I'm actually doing this right now. <laughs> I can't help it. As I'm like talking about this image and the sensation, like I am just automatically moving my fingers and my hands to, to represent the fluttering of these butterflies. Then another channel of perceiving into your felt sense your, is sound. I have a really good, good. Um, I have an amazing client, and she has just done amazing work and the hard work, and yet she shows up every week to do it. And it's interesting that when I lead her into her body to access what is going on in there, and to sit with some of the sensations, as uncomfortable as it might be, every once in a while, 
what will come up for her is a song or some lyrics, a couplet of lyrics within a song that she hadn't heard in months or maybe years. And so that is a channel for her in perceiving her felt sense. Another one, and this I think might be a little bit more common, is a memory. And I remember, I don't quite remember what I was processing with my coach, but as I was sitting with this sensation, this uncomfortable feeling, this color came into my mind, okay? And that's actually another channel is you can see color, right? And this color, I think it was like orange. And as I was sitting with this orange color, I remembered it was actually the color of a blanket that we had. And as I was allowing this image of a color to become a blanket, it then became a memory. And I remember playing hide and seek and hiding under this blanket. And so it's, there are so many different ways of accessing and channeling into your felt sense or your inner knowing. And that these different channels are accessible to anyone. Now that does not mean that you are going to um, you're going to have access to every single one of them. You may actually have two or three that are very much dominant. Like for me, sensation is very dominant. Imagery is very dominant. Memory is very dominant for me. The things that are not quite so dominant that I personally have never experienced is sound or like songs. And let me see if there's anything else. That might actually be the only thing because other things I have experienced, the movement, the imagery, sensations, gestures, sometimes affect. So affect is another word for emotions, where there is like sadness, anger, joy, or even fear when I think of a memory. And so, and so the question that I want to ask you when it comes to the different channels of how you perceive what is within you, is how do you typically experience yourself? Is it through sensation, like a tightness, a constriction in your breathing? Maybe it's feeling your heartbeat, just speeding up or maybe slowing down. It could be just a heaviness, a knot in your stomach. Maybe your feet get cold. Okay, maybe you have this desire to move, like you have this desire to run, like I have to run, I have to go out and I have to get a breath of fresh air. Okay, that could be movement, that could be behavior. It could also be when you feel something, you create a meaning about it, whether it is a meaning that is serving you or not. But I want you to truly sit with this question. How do you experience yourself? How do you express yourself? And how do you know what you know? Like, as I'm talking to you right now, 
I'm curious to know what emotions are coming up for you. Is it confusion? Is it an inner knowing? Is it fear? Is it hesitation? And whatever it is, I just want you to take a moment and give yourself permission to notice it without judging it or making it go away. And then ask yourself, how do I know what I know? How do I know about the sensations I am feeling right now? And as you're sitting with that sensation, what else seems to come up for you? What else do you notice? And as you begin to just slow down this process of noticing, you may begin to start teasing out what are the channels that are familiar and what are the channels that may not be so familiar. And so, so this kind of embodied language is meant to go into your felt sense, into your inner knowing, and to begin to, to make connection with this first language that we are born into. And now, in a client session, when I am working with, with another person and they're bringing me with a, a certain particular situation or issue that they want to unpack and tease out. And I'm letting them tell me the information, the situation, the circumstance of what is going on. And at some point, I will then have them pause and ask them, how they're feeling as they are sharing with me this particular circumstance. And it really gets them to pause, take a breather, (laughs) and they begin to just really go into their body to describe or to even identify the feeling that is coming up for them. And so, and sometimes not even a feeling, sometimes, like I said before, one of the channels, the sensation, they're like, I don't know what I'm feeling, but I just know that there is this tightness in my stomach and it is so uncomfortable. And so then we bring in another set of vocabulary to describe that tightness or whatever it is. And so a question that I would ask is, Does this tightness, does it have a temperature? It might be hot, it might be cold, it might be warm, it might actually be nothing. Like there might not be any temperature. Another question is, is there a color to this? And if I were to use the example of the butterflies, the chaotic butterflies that are in like my core diaphragm area, I would say the color that I I see is black, blue, and white. But the backdrop is all black. It's like nighttime, and then these butterflies are like flying around. They're kind of like glowing in the dark, I guess you could say. And so those are the colors that I see. And then asking, is there a rhythm to this tightness? Like, does it get tight and then loosen up? Tight and loosen up. 
And for me, when it comes to the butterflies, that there is no rhythm. And I think that that's why it seems so chaotic, that there's a, also an underlying level of fear. It's because there is no rhythm. And then another question to ask in helping you to describe what you are experiencing within is, is there a sound? Another one, is there a shape? Is there a size? And one of the sensations that I get when I'm feeling anxious is that I have my throat and it gets constricted. And when I'm sitting with that feeling of constriction, which is not always an easy an easy thing to do because I don't want to feel the constriction within my throat. But when I do, what I see consistently is like a lump of black coal. And it's not smooth. It has these jagged pieces. It's right at the base of my throat. And I want to swallow it to try and like push it down, but it, it doesn't, it won't go down, you know? And so there... I can describe the size of it, which is the size of maybe a little bit smaller than my fist. The shape is rounded, but it's quite jaggedy. There's no sound. There's no rhythm. The color is black. The texture is harsh. And the image, like I said, is like black coal. And so just through our secondary language can you and I begin to access our primary language. What is it within us? What are the sensations, the gestures and movements that want to be known, that wants to be seen? And one of the, the magical things about having this embodied practice within a session is that there gets to be a witness of your human experience, your mortal experience, and that you don't have to hide it. Because I don't know about you, but I don't go around and just telling people, hey, I'm just letting you know, I just feel butterflies. I'm feeling butterflies right now. It's really chaotic. There's some fear there, discomfort, uncertain. It's what I'm doing. Like, I don't really do that. This is something that... I kind of, you know, keep it within myself. But when I get to share it with somebody, like with my coach, it's as if this part of me gets to be seen, gets to be heard, gets to be acknowledged and validated for simply being there. And that's one of the greatest honors that I have as being a trauma-informed embodiment coach is that these lovely clients that I have comes into this space and they share with me things that not very many people get to hear. And I get to be there to be a witness of their experience and to love them through the whole process that they are seen and validated. And there's something there's something so needed in being and feeling validated for the experience that we are having, especially an experience that just seems so personal and private. It's this part of us 
we don't let very many people in. And so I hope that that gives you a little taste of the language that is used, the language that I used in the coaching session. Now, that this is not all that we do, but it is a good chunk of our work because, like I've said before, I do not have the answers for what you need to do and the choices you need to make in the different situations and circumstances that you are in. I'm not the know-it-all, but I do know how to facilitate and lead and guide you to the place that does have the answers. In one or two episodes ago, I was sharing with you about a client I had and how she, through some somatic and embodiment practices, she was able to begin to gently release the layers of confusion and anxiety and fear and to reveal the pain that was there and how uncomfortable that was. And I will always invite my clients to, to bring awareness to it. But with that invitation is always choice. You get to choose to say yes and you get to choose to say no. And it is totally normal for there to be a part of you that's saying, no, I'm not ready to do this right now. No, it's too scary. And it is okay. Because also, that's also a level of wisdom in your body. And it's body's sense of capacity to hold space for things that are a little hard. And at the same time, it may also reveal that it can hold space just for a little bit. That parts of you that are painful. And so with that being said, I would like to lead you into a somatic practice of bringing awareness to your body, especially going inside your body. Now, before we begin, I would like to ask you if you are in a place where you can do that, where it feels safe enough, quiet enough, comfortable enough. And if you are not, then I'm going to ask you to put this episode on pause so that you can be in that state and in a position to receive this somatic practice. And it's all right for you to put this on pause and to come back same day or even a few days later. But I hope that you will come back to this so that you can then begin to just have a taste of what it is like to go through a somatic practice. And what's so fun about about the, the certification that I got last time to be trauma-informed and then the certification that I'm going through right now to be somatic EMDR certified is that each, each one of our lectures always has some sort of somatic practice. And it's so, it's so awesome to be able to see it happen um, within myself and, and to be able to experience it because I don't get to experience it as much my clients definitely do, <laughs> but me, not as much. And so it's it's really fun. I kind of consider it kind of like as 
like an internal massage. And I used to call it, this is what, that's what I used to call it, is like massaging on the inside. And when you've had a massage, I don't know if you have, but I have, um, I have a really dear friend who is a Reiki master and, and does massage. And I just meet with her every month. And there are parts of me where she can tell I'm a little misaligned. Like my, my spine might be misaligned. My hips might be misaligned. And so she's going to pull down on one part of my body and letting another part of my body, you know, like get aligned. Sometimes she has to push harder in certain parts of my muscles and some parts she can be much more gentle. But all of this is for a purpose. And so massaging on the inside of you is really similar. There are parts that you may feel some gentleness and there are parts that may feel tight. Maybe it feels a little misaligned, maybe a little bit hard, too firm, a little painful, a little uncomfortable. And so I'm just kind of letting you know what this could be like for you. And if you feel that it is not safe enough for you to go through this somatic practice, then I want to let you know that that is normal. It is okay. It's very common. I've had clients that have said, no, I don't think I can do a somatic experience right now. And then it's okay because I'm listening to them and their inner wisdom. And so you have permission to say no. You have permission to end this episode. You have permission to skip all of this. I just want you to know that, that there is choice in, in what I'm about to present to you. But all right, if you're ready, I would like you to find a position where you can feel comfortable. Whether it's a chair, maybe it's laying down on the floor, maybe it's laying down on your bed, but whatever it is, I invite you to find a very comfortable position. And as you are just sitting into this space of comfort, I want to invite you to bring awareness to your body. And the first thing that I invite you to do is to allow your eyes to close. Just a nice gentle closure of the eyes. And then I want to invite you to take three deep breaths. And so taking deep breath one, and then exhale it out all the way. Doing it again the second time, inhaling in, and then exhaling out. And then last time, inhaling in, and then exhaling out gently all the way. And then again, I want you to notice if you're comfortable where you are sitting, or do you need to adjust a little bit here or there? And then once you have made those adjustments, I want you to notice your hands and feet and what they are touching, to sense the floor underneath your feet. Is it hard, cold, warm? Is it soft, 
What are your hands feeling? Is it the arms of the chair? The fabric? Maybe it's wood. Or if you're laying down on your bed, you're feeling the fabric underneath your hands and maybe different parts of your body. And then I want to invite you to bring awareness inside your sh- yourself. And so now shifting awareness to the inside of your body. And these parts of your body could be your chest, your heart area. Maybe it's your throat, your stomach, your abdomen. It might be the spine. And if you're laying down, maybe you can sense your skull. I just want you to pause there as you are inside your body and bringing awareness to these different parts. And now, the next invitation, the next inner invitation is finding your felt sense. And so once inside, you might want to give yourself an invitation, something like, what's here now? What wants to come out and be known? I just want you to take your time and wait with curiosity, with spaciousness, that there's no such thing as doing this right or wrong. And as you are noticing the different parts within you, you might want to notice if there's a sensation of tightness or a sensation of fluidity. I just want you to sense into this. Maybe you're sensing shivers or cold or heat. And whatever the sensation is, I invite you to allow yourself to stay there, to sustain your awareness to that spot just a little bit longer. And as you're waiting and noticing what comes up, I want to invite you to acknowledge it or say hello to what is there and coming up for you. And then begin to see about describing what you are experiencing as you are allowing yourself to stay with this sensation? Do words come up? 
Maybe it is an image. Maybe it's emotions of anger or fear, or maybe it's simply joy and gratitude. And then sensing into this, what is the quality of that sensation? And to be able to allow whatever comes up for you. It could be an image. Maybe it is a memory. Maybe it is a color. Maybe it's actually a movement, a gesture. And maybe you're finding yourself that you are, you are um, manifesting this movement with your hands or with different parts of your body. And then to recheck or check in with yourself. If it still feels right to spend time with this part of you. To sit with it, to care about it, to be interested in it, and to be curious about it. And sensing how it feels from this position. So in other words, what does it feel like? to be in relationship to this inner part of your self. And then, before we end it, I want to have you ask this part of you, this sensation, if there is more that would like to come before we close this practice. And this is something I don't really do with my clients, but I thought it was such a, a beautiful ending to a somatic practice. And that is to think, to think your felt sense, to think this, this, this sensation, to think this emotion for allowing it to be seen for letting itself be known. And then you can always ask it, is there wisdom that it wants to share with you? So in other words, if you could put a mouthpiece to this sensation, to this emotion, to this imagery, this memory, this color, what would it want to say? And maybe it may not say anything. And maybe there may be something that comes up for you. And so this is an example of what I do with my clients. of One way of really accessing the felt sense and going within ourselves. Because it's from there they're able to tap, they're able to process what is going on within themselves, process that, and then to also access the part of them, the wisdom part of them, to know what next steps are. 
because they are the expert of their self and what they are meant to do. It really isn't for the faint of heart, but at the same time, it is for anyone who wants to experience what it's like to have a deeper relationship with themselves and to find out for themselves how they tick, why you do what you do, and and how to how to process it all, how to receive the nod, the revelation, to grapple with the questions that keep coming up and the answers they don't seem to receive. All right, my friend, that's all I have for you today. I would love to hear your experience of doing this somatic practice. So please DM me on Instagram or or send me an email. I would love to hear your experience. I'd love to hear what made sense, what was a little bit confusing, what you want greater clarity with. I would love to hear from you. I would love to hear what came up from you from this exercise. All right. Thank you again. I'll talk to you later. Bye. If you haven't already done so, please subscribe to this podcast today. And if you are an LDS woman going through separation and divorce, I invite you to my free women's group called Women at the Well. And you can find the link in the show notes. And here, we harness our discipleship by asking and receiving personal revelation, seeing and recognizing the power of God through everyday miracles, and to walk the covenant path through a greater conversion to Jesus Christ.